Good morning. We're in our summer sermon series, Songs of Refuge, Honest Reflections from the Psalms. This book of poetry invites us to the roller coaster of honest and I would say raw human emotions that are true for all of us at different times. The writers take us from crying out to God in anguish to being talked down, so to speak, to a place of peace that passes all understanding in the midst of a crisis. I was having a difficult time choosing which psalm to talk about today, so I decided to go through my Bible and see which ones I had underlined and uh, get some inspiration from that. Now, I know some people do not want to mark up their Bibles, but that's not me. Mine has verses and phrases underlined and even notes written in the margins. For me, it's almost like looking through old pictures that trigger memories of different seasons of my life and how God was present in those times. Well, it totally worked because I remembered a time 16 years ago that I began a practice of praying through the Psalms. I'd studied them before in seminary and Bible study classes, but I had never really applied them personally to my own life. And in June 2004, I had a health crisis that rocked my world. Now, I'm not going to take time to share the details of that now, but it's safe to say that I was desperate and searching for God and clinging to his word. I decided I would read through Job and pray through a psalm each day. God used Psalm 27 from our verses today to speak to me on a very specific day during that time. Now I'm gonna explain more about that later as we get to the end of the chapter. And that's what you call a teaser. So you need to stick with me to the end. And if you need to get your second breakfast, hurry up and do it now. Verse one says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? David begins and ends this particular psalm with praise. He states confidently who God is, which in turn causes the rhetorical question, who do I fear or who do I dread? No one. And you go on to verses two and three and they describe the fall of David's adversaries and enemies and again, his confidence in spite of the peril that is surrounding him. He would, did not have a fair weather faith that lived in easy, comfortable circumstances. We know that David was on the run from King Saul and also later his own son Absalom who wanted to uh, plot to take over the throne. Now most of us will never experience the kind of peril and danger that David did, but we too have adversaries. When I started praying through the Psalms, I would name my adversaries. Things like fear, hopelessness, and discouragement. Claiming what was true about God though, his attributes and character traits gave me confidence in his salvation and presence in spite of whatever war seemed to be rising against me. What enemies might be warring against you today? What seems like it's going to devour you? 
Is it anxiety or fear or isolation? Is it the constant disorientation that we are all dealing with as things seem to change day to day right now? I would encourage you to focus on who God is and not the circumstances that are surrounding you. This next verse, verse 13, is the key verse that I'm gonna come back to at the end of our talk today. I would have, dis been, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now some versions say I would have lost heart instead of despair, but to me the word despair is much more descriptive. We use the phrase seeing is believing, but this particular verse reverses that to believing is seeing. David says that his sure belief in who God was is what allowed him to see the goodness of God even when good things were not happening. He knew that what he was experiencing was not the whole picture. David knew that God would find a way to show his goodness in this life as well as the next. And then in verse 14, David ends this chapter uh, by these words of encouragement. Wait for the Lord. Be strong, hang in there. God is at work in ways you do not see. That's my paraphrase. David knew more than anyone about waiting for the Lord. You see, he was anointed as Israel's king by the prophet Samuel when he was a teenager. However, he was not crowned as king until he was 30 years old. That's a long time. And many of those years were the subject of a lot of the Psalms that David wrote as he was fleeing for his life from King Saul to have him killed. And it was in this waiting and running time that his faith was built as he saw God's protection and provision with each day's literal deliverance. God was truly his refuge and salvation. Now I said before that God used this Psalm to speak to me when I needed to be delivered from my enemy, which was despair. In 2004, as I said, I was faced with a health crisis that had me in a constant state of dizziness. And on many days, I was unable to drive or even walk across the room. I went to several doctors and none had answers. I wondered if I would be able to continue to work or even take care of myself. We had just become empty nesters and had plans for new activities. And I was also looking forward to adding extra classes to my seminary schedule. Why was God allowing this? I had hope though, because I was able to see one of the top doctors in the area and had a series of very unpleasant tests that would finally point to a clear diagnosis and treatment. The morning that I had my appointment with the doctor to talk about my test results, was the day I read Psalm 27. 
it gave me hope as I knew, God, I knew that God was going to deliver me from this horrible situation. I was finally going to get my life back. I had nothing to fear as this verse reminded me that the Lord was my light and salvation. He was going to take care of this. Now, just as a side note, I have found that most doctors who are specialists have very little emotional intelligence or what we call bedside manner. They're brilliant, but they can be very abrupt in dealing with their patients. And this was definitely the case with this doctor that I was seeing. He came in, sat down, opened my file with the test results and said, I don't know what you have, but your inner ear has been damaged and there's nothing we can do. This was not what I expected to hear. I asked what he thought the cause was and if there was, uh, it was gonna continue to get worse. And he just looked at me and said, I don't know. Well, it did not seem like the Lord was my light and salvation at that moment. I was crushed and in total despair. All my hope and confidence in the Lord seemed to vanish. I went home, called my husband sobbing, and thought, what now? I was overwhelmed with confusion and really fear for my future. I remember standing in my kitchen, just crying, and God saying to me, what did you just read this morning? Did I not prepare you for today? You see, God knew what the doctor was going to tell me, and he didn't want me to despair, but to continue to believe in him. I would have despaired unless I had believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Was I still believing who God was? I was not. I had an expectation that God would save me from my enemy of a physical ailment. But you see, that's where I went wrong. I decided that I knew what God needed to do. God did promise to save me from my enemies, but I realized that my situation, that was not my enemy. My enemies were fear, despair, and hopelessness. Those enemies are ready to encamp and war against us in all difficult situations. Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Flesh and blood or temporary physical circumstances that we all face in this life, they are not the real enemy. The real enemy is the spiritual forces that war for our soul. Satan would love nothing more than for us to focus on our circumstances, the outside forces, and stop believing in God's goodness because that will lead us to despair. What are your enemies today? Maybe you too are battling a health situation or you're facing unemployment or loneliness. Is your confidence or hope in your situation changing 
or in believing that God is good and will show you his goodness and provision in your circumstances. I have learned to live with my situation and now I have new ones. I can move to despair very easily, but the Lord graciously continues to remind me that waiting on him and believing in him will turn my despair into hope, my fear of the future to confidence in him, so that I too can say, in spite of all this, I shall be confident. Confident. 